the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. people hello 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 yes this is a day that the lord has made i am still rejoicing in it i have to say though if i'm being transparent or since i'm being transparent <laughs> i woke up this morning with an attitude I had a grumpy disposition when I woke up this morning. Doesn't happen to me that often. But I woke up grumpy because I had a late night um, fellowship. I was out a little bit late um, because of our women's fellowship. Our wise women's group met again, this time in Glen Arden, Maryland. One of the sisters um, offered to host from a new location from her home. And um, the fellowship was actually good. It was good. The food was good. The, the content was good. Um, the host husband shared his testimony with us and it was powerful of how he came to accept the Lord as his uh, personal savior, how he ended up uh, meeting his wife and them marrying. Um, The virtuous woman doll activity is still um, going on. We had someone visit with us uh, who had not joined us before. The host invited a relative, and so she um, got pulled into our virtuous woman uh, doll activity, and um, it turned out to be um, an encouragement for her and um, a beautiful thing because the doll that she picked to construct and to decorate, you know, and to color the clothing and whatnot and to complete the activity for was our hummingbird Hannah doll, which required her to um, sing a song or recite um, poetry or something 
in the musical uh, arena. And it just so happened, I find this to be interesting every time that it works out like this, but it just so happened that she said the Lord had just given her a brand new song like the day before that she had captured on her phone, saved it on her phone, and never shared it with anyone before. So she got to share it with us, and it was beautiful. And she was very shy about it, so we all got to encourage her and pray for her that she would come out of that shell and start using that gift more um, freely and exercising that gift. So anyway, I didn't intend to get that detailed um, about the fellowship, but um, that is why I was tired this morning. I had to get up. I probably had uh, about four hours of sleep, if that. (laughs) And I had to get up and report to my other job, my secular job. Um, What else can I say? We are still in Proverbs. Um, The theme of our group is coming from Proverbs 14 and 1. A wise woman buildeth her house. But a foolish woman plucketh down with her hands. And that led us to another reference in Proverbs of Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 30. So anyway, I recognized my disposition as soon as I got up. And I said, Lord, I really need your help. I need your help. I I, I said, Lord, help me, strengthen me. Uh, just just motivate me and, and give me what I need to make it through the day. And so, thankfully, it was not a very demanding day. It was, it was enough to keep me busy, but not overly demanding. And uh, here I am. Here I am. And um, what I decided tonight to talk about, you know, um, I don't know if I should say this or not, but since I'm being transparent, I wanted to keep the commitment so that I could do at least two shows a month this month because last month I don't think I got two in. Um, I can't remember if I got two in in June, but I wanted to get two two shows in. So I was tired when I got home. I had I had to force myself. I had to make myself, discipline myself to do some research, you know, um, to come up with a topic and do some research. And I um, just really wasn't feeling it, you know, probably because I was already tired from this morning. I, I wasn't truly feeling it. But I said, Lord, you know, We've been doing this show. I've been doing this show since 2010. And um, I don't seem to have the same motivation. Um, I don't know how to explain that. I'm still committed. I'm still committed. But the motivation and the excitement is not quite the same. I don't know if that's because it's just been so long or if it's because Chris is not with me or a combination of things, but I am still committed. 
I do think the things that I talk about and share are important. So I'm just asking the Lord to help me with that also, to restore my motivation. My husband used to tell me, dear, (laughs) because things would be going on in the news or I heard about something, read about something or whatever, and I would talk to him about it and talk to him about it, and he would be like, dear, dear, save it for the radio show (laughs) because it's too much for me, dear, because I would just be like always talking and maybe that's it. I, I don't have my my sounding board. I don't have my sounding board. Uh, the same, I should say, because I, me and my daughter do talk. Me and my daughter do talk a lot about these things. So I do still find myself interested. But for some reason, it hasn't been as as exciting uh, coming on live as it used to be. You know what might just help that? What might just help that if, is if any of you are out there listening to me right now, if you start calling in, if you call in, you know, if I'll try to remember to ask for people to call in. Um, maybe if you post comments, I put a, a feature on the radio show page so that I could get comments from listeners and I haven't had comments from listeners in a long time so that could be part of it that could be part of it I would love to hear from some of you I would love to know that what I'm doing is reaching is reaching you I see the stats I'm able to see my um, stats and I know that people are still listening, but maybe it would just help if I could hear or get a note or a message from some of you from time to time. Okay? So, what am I going to talk about tonight? Well, I'm calling it the new C-related buzz. On this platform, I, I'm, I think I'm okay to say the word COVID, the new COVID-related buzz. Um, on my Facebook page, when I posted that that's what I was going to be talking about, I just call it the new C-related buzz. I decided to talk about this tonight because recently I've actually been hearing things. Um, my daughter was talking to me just the other day about some things that she's heard. I've listened to a couple of podcasters um, who have been talking about uh, another pandemic. You know, there's, there's, there are different ones are saying to prepare yourself, prepare yourself, you know, um, be, be alert, pay attention because um, the those that are interested in a global agenda and an ungodly one at that are planning another pandemic. Um, They're saying it's coming, it's coming, you know. Uh, My daughter actually told me that she heard uh, someone, I can't remember who, so I won't try to quote that, say that already in the United States, different... um, businesses are mandating masks again 
that they're requiring people to wear a mask again. Um, um, I I also well I got about thirty seconds here. I also um, stumbled across a a pastor who had a doctor on his podcast, and he was allowing this doctor to speak to his listening audience. Um, and she was telling people that COVID wasn't over. <laughs> it wasn't over. And for people to... I'll finish that thought after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. I am back. Um, I started to share with you some of the latest uh, COVID 
related buzz, and I was saying how that I was listening to a pastor um, that just happened to pop up on my Facebook. I didn't get his name or the ministry's name, but he had a doctor on that was talking about COVID and saying that it was not over and telling the listeners to, you know, wear their mask and to get their um, uh, vaccines. And then I also heard um, another pastor that I do listen to, Pastor Dana Coverstone. He was reading uh, some information from from some headlines also about... um, uh, potential, what do you call it, potential, um, you know, guidelines being put in place again, you know, mask and six feet distancing and different things of that nature. And he was adamant, you know, that we needed to be vigilant and watchful and, and said that he himself was not having anything to do with that. So I said, you know what, maybe I better do some, some research and see what's going on because I am still in the healthcare field myself. I am um, working as a nurse right now, actually. So I said it wouldn't hurt for me to kind of do some research and see what kinds of things are going on. So today... Um, I found a couple of articles. One of my very reliable sources is uh, Liberty Council, a Christian organization that I mention to you all always because they they, um, send me articles about the things that are going on that they're involved with from um, a spiritual perspective in terms of praying and interceding and whatnot, but also from a legal perspective, okay? Um, But before I even get into the first article, I almost forgot that when I was listening to that pastor, not Pastor Dana, but the other pastor whose name I didn't get, I just found myself feeling very provoked. I just felt provoked and upset. I was upset because I, you know... Like like many of you, I lived through the past several years um, at the height of the pandemic. That's what I call it. At the height of the pandemic, you know, um, I I tested positive for COVID, and my husband tested positive, and very quickly after that, um, succumbed to. Um, the effects of COVID um, that also caused him to be hospitalized and get a secondary infection, MRSA. And so um, it just made me very angry to hear how this pastor and this doctor, after all the things that have gone on, after the adverse effects that are still being reported, Okay, after the controversy over the remdesivir, which I've been hearing a buzz about that also, my husband was given remdesivir. At the time I researched it, I did not find all the negative data. 
I, I, I was in the height of, of the situation, of course, but I still went online when they asked me about giving this to him. I went online and I looked it up, and I did not see the controversial negative data. And so now I'm hearing buzz about it, and I'm hearing how it was known, how it was known to be dangerous, how it was causing kidneys, people's kidneys to shut down and things of that nature. My husband only had one kidney already, and kidney failure is, he did experience that when in the hospital. And so here recently, I have had to, um, I have had to, I've been ignoring some of this stuff on purpose. I've been purposely like blocking it out because it, I, my husband's uh, birthday would have been August 9th, and our anniversary would have been August 15th. And I was already struggling uh, with that season this year. I was having a little bit of a hard time this year because I didn't get to do anything special, you know, like a celebration, um, a community thing, a basketball thing or anything because of work. I didn't get to do anything like that, so I was already struggling a little bit. So then when I started hearing this kind of buzz and, you know, more information coming out showing how um, the treatments that were um, recommended were the ones that were the most harmful and the treatments that uh, should have been recommended were were um, opposed by those that were in charge, Fauci and and those that were in charge, CDC and whatnot, you know, and it just stirs up bad feelings for me. It stirs up bad feelings for me, and I don't want to be walking around angry. I'm like, Lord, there's nothing I can do about it now. Um, we suffered the loss, and we still feel the loss. We still feel the loss, you know, regularly of my Chris being gone, but I Thank God that he is with the Lord. But I just felt myself getting angry because these people are not talking about the adverse effects. They're not talking about the controversy and the adverse effects of the treatment even, of the vaccines even, that I don't even call vaccines. I stopped calling them vaccines when I started hearing all the negative feedback. I started calling them jabs. They're not talking about the death rate. I just listened to someone give statistics, and I wasn't planning on doing this show at the time. I wish I would have took notes. But I just listened to someone give statistics about uh, the um, increase in the, in the uh, oh, I don't want to misquote this. Let me stop for a minute. And What was it? Um, the increase... They went, oh, man, over a period of time, like all the way back to, let's say, 2015, 2016, up to now. And the death toll uh, related to, oh, my goodness, I can't remember. I don't want to misquote it, so I won't say. It, it could It could have been heart-related. Um, I, I don't remember exactly, but... Post the COVID jabs, what was clear is that post the COVID jabs, that the death toll 
had astronomically, it it was in the thousands. It was like somewhere around 4,000, whereas back in 2015, 2016, it was only something like, you know, um, sometimes it would be like 90-something, sometimes it would be 100-something. I think the highest that I had heard was like 2-something. But post the jabs, after the jabs, whatever that health condition was, was accentuated by getting the jabs, and it had increased the death toll to the 4,000 range. Okay. I mean, this kind of stuff bothers me. It bothers me. But yet you have so-called pastors and doctors even, healthcare professionals that are still pushing this agenda in spite of the lawsuits that came after the fact. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. That's what it was. They were talking about pilots. They were talking about the number of pilots who had died while flying, while actually flying and operating, doing their job. They were talking about the number of pilots who had died. That's what it was. And just here in 2023 and 2022, the death toll had increased from very small numbers in the hundreds, two hundreds to the thousands. But these doc this doctor and this pastor, these are two positions that society used to be able to look up to and respect and rely on, are still telling people to abide by these guidelines and to get jabbed and to mask up and to six feet distance me and my husband were doing that garbage uh, against our will, against our will. We were doing it, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. So I just found myself being provoked. The lawsuits that came after the fact that were won, where people were forced, healthcare workers, firefighters, police officers were forced to jab after being um, basically essential workers during uh, a necessary time and working unjabbed, okay, then they were forced or um, lost their jobs if they didn't comply back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back, and yes, I was feeling a little bit tired and unmotivated when I started, but as I dug into this topic, I feel my blood starting to boil. (laughs) I feel my blood starting to boil. I was talking about my um, frustration and feeling provoked as I listened to these, these people that you know, society or their followers at least should be able to trust. And I just felt angry. I'm, I felt like if you are, even if you're going to push this agenda, if you're going to stick with this agenda, in spite of all the the controversy, in spite of all the negative and the data and blah blah blah, you know, the VAERS reports on the CDC and come on, if you if you it would be even more responsible if you would at least tell both sides of the issue. I mean, that that used to be something that was called informed consent. We, in my field, were required to tell someone the pros and the cons. So if you're at least going to stick with the agenda, why can't you be responsible enough to at least tell both Hides. instead of just getting up there, shooting off at the mouth, and talking like this is the only way to go, and this is all good, well and good and safe. I just found myself feeling angry, and I wrote a couple of comments to that effect. I wrote a couple of comments to that, that effect. Um, but anyway, let me see if I can cover some of these articles before I run out of time venting. (laughs) Okay, this one is dated August 14. Um, And it is titled, The Who is Scrambling to Get on Track. For those of you that don't know what the who is, W-H-O stands for the World Health Organization. Okay, this article is by Matt Staver with um, Liberty Council, the organization that I've often mentioned to you all. So let me just read some of this, okay? According to some globalists, 
the world is off track to achieve the health targets by 2030. What is that, roughly seven years from now? And, of course, those targets include, quote, climate change. I've been hearing a little bit buzz about that. Um, Supposedly, uh, one of the officials, when questioned about the fires in Maui, threw out there that they thought it had something to do with climate change. Of course, since then, I began to hear a lot more uh, uh, issues and even listen to some some of the citizens uh, who were affected go before some panels and boards and different ones and um, you know there's a there's a whole lot more going on to in that situation than climate change but anyway climate change measures depopulation. Listen to the, what I just said, depopulation. Their tar- the World Health Organization, part of their health targets are depopulation. Does that sound like health, a health organization to you? Depopulation, forced injections surveillance of your every move, and involuntary quarantine. Don't get me wrong. I do believe that there are times that quarantining is appropriate. I really, really do. But I don't believe this past pandemic was one of those times where it was where it was uh, appropriate to the degree that it was uh, implemented, especially in some other countries like Australia, okay? But um, even to the degree where families and loved ones were not allowed to visit when their loved ones were in the hospitals and on their deathbeds, you know, there was a time when you would just gown up, gown up, mask up. You could still be with your loved ones. You could still, you you could, they didn't want you to stay in there long, but you could still go in there, okay? Uh, I'm not going to get too far off track. Okay, so let me just try to read more of this. The World Health Organization elites, I don't even like that term. I don't know where, the world, where in the world that's coming from. That's elites, elites to me has some tone of being something positive for me. But the people that are doing this stuff, nothing about what they're doing is positive, okay? Elites, um, that's supposed to, you know, just kind of convey something to do with maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, upper intelligence or class or something, elites, but... That's not what's happening in this case. But they claim the world is not adopting their agenda fast enough. To fix that, the WHO is holding three high-level meetings in New York next month to get back on track for world domination. Does that sound like a health organization to any of you all? 
it doesn't sound like a health organization to me. And I don't know how many of you remember this, you know, while the, you know, while they're doing everything in their power to, to, to uh, persecute and to put Trump away forever. One of Trump's offenses as far as this administration is concerned is that he pulled us out of the who he stopped funding the who and it was clear to me then and clear to me now that that was with good cause that was with good cause and we never should have resumed work with them but the fact that we have that our our um this administration has only speaks to me to their agenda because everything that they have been doing has been anti anti god first anti god first and then anti america second okay it's clearly it's clear that they are more concerned with things like depopulation forced injections yada 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 and it's not for health sake clearly not for health sake so these meetings will focus on delivering universal health coverage universal health coverage wow huh if we were talking about righteous people and a righteous organization and people that had values and morals and things like that then Maybe I could trust some of this garbage, but that's not what we're talking about. That is not what is happening. I mean, we have been plunged into an abyss, an abyss of the most vile and the most wicked kinds of plans that I've seen in my lifetime. From the from the from the sexual perversion agendas such as minor attract you know passing laws to try to boost and support minor attracted adults you know to uh, my goodness um child mutilation pushing for children to have to mutilate their bodies before they even know who they are i mean let me take a deep breath here they will focus on delivering universal health coverage. No thank you. I don't want their coverage. I don't want anything that they have to offer. I don't trust anything that they recommend at this point. Okay? Uh and strengthening pandemic prevention. Strengthening pandemic prevention. When <laughs> Fauci himself Fauci himself and others, others, because they partnered with representatives from China to help create, to help create this so-called coronavirus, okay, through research and intentional efforts to make it more, to make the original strain more virulent, more dangerous, more deadly. But they're, they want to strengthen pandemic prevention. How about if you stop playing um, 
what's the mad scientist name back in the day? Um, uh, Frankenstein. How about if you all stop playing Frankenstein and stop playing the, the devil's advocate, stop advocating for Satan? Maybe then you could prevent pandemic pandemics. Maybe you could strengthen preparedness by not creating the mess in the first place. How about that? Okay. The strong arm COVID mandates were minimal compared to other parts of the world and will pale in comparison if the who has its way. If Joe Biden signs America on to the 307 amendments to the International Health Relations, IHR, or the WHO pandemic treaty, there will be universal health care. A man who can barely walk, talk, formulate his thoughts as being puppeted and um, paraded as though he is our, <laughs> what do you call the, uh, the other word for chief? Um, uh, I can't even think of it right now because I'm just irritated. I'm just irritated with so much of what I see that is going on. But if he gets his way, he's going to, Sign America on to this amendment, the 307 Amendment. And according to this article, you can kiss your own health care goodbye. Do you know how many people are going to be happy? About their, how many foolish, blind, deceived people are going to be happy about something like this? More after the break. a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences who would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed from abusing others find answers to these and other questions in the pages of overcoming sexual abuse by Minister Diane Jones, available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore, Overcoming Sexual Abuse.
back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, it looks like I'm going to run out of time. I had two other articles that I wanted to touch on, but I'm going to stick with this one. I'm going to stick with this and just finish out with this, and maybe uh, next week I can pick the other two up or the following week. Um, So I want to stick with this one because I want to give you something to um, participate in if 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 you're against, if you're against some of this wickedness then there's something that we can do about it. So he goes on to say, the Biden administration launched a new plan to make sure Americans will be in full compliance with the directives of the WHO. Um, John Kingasong is head of the new Federal Bureau for Global Health Security and Diplomacy. Okay. Nkingasong does not say how the government should force people to fulfill this vaccination rate. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a paragraph. It said, Nakin Gassong's perspective is exposed in an op-ed. He pushes the idea that vaccines and injections should not be the choice of the individual, but rather governments must commit to achieving more than 70% vaccination rate for their countries. I'm... I'm I'm still like blown away. They are not talking about improving, fixing the jab with all the problems that it has caused. They're just saying full speed ahead, full steam ahead. Okay. He says the global community must act collectively and decisively to control the COVID-19 pandemic in Africa. Otherwise, the rising sense of optimism that people around the world feel as they return to normal may be compromised by the emergence of new variants in other parts of the world with limited vaccination. He doesn't want people to get too confident that they're, you know, okay, that we're okay. (laughs) I think I forgot to mention when I was talking about some of the things that I had been hearing buzz about was uh, someone had talked talked recently about the COVID statistics, the death rates um, being overinflated. But one of the things that stood out in my mind again, and this is not new, this is not new, because one of the champions of the causes against all of this, Dr. Batar, I used to mention Dr. Batar to you all, um, he was one of the first people that I heard began to speak out about all of this. It was through him that I learned about the gain-of-function research that Fauci was involved in and the woman, the doctor from China, who was also involved and took took the work back to China and how it supposedly escaped and blah, blah, blah. Well, I was very sad to learn that he got sick suspiciously suspiciously got sick. He even had done some videos um, saying he had been poisoned. 
and he got sick and he and he passed away. But anyway, he was one of the first ones to sound the alarm about the numbers being inflated and the percentages of uh, those uh, affected was was much less than what it was being um, said. And someone recently just restated some of those numbers that the COVID deaths were supposedly about 1.2 million overall. And of course, when they say that, that sounds like a lot. I mean, it is a it is a significant number. One point something million is a significant number. But when you put it next to the supposed population of the United States of being over 300 million, over 300 million, it is not as bad as they made it seem. That's what I'm saying about how these people are so irresponsible to me. If you're going to talk about it, put it in context and give the full picture. But anyway, back to my article. Um, Ken Nikon Nen. Oh, I'm not. Ken Gan Song blames new various variants on those people who are not yet injected and claims variants are coming from places with limited vaccination rates. So now they're trying to, you know, target those areas, basically. Biden is preparing for the run-up to the WHO's meeting in Geneva next year. If the WHO is given this power, it will be the Initiation of global socialization. Socialization. Okay. I received this article, and it's allowing me to send my facts now. Send my facts to oppose. And, of course, I can also donate because they do this work. They fight these bills through the legal system, of course, through prayer, but they do this work and they are funded by um, the support of, of, of people. They don't charge their clients. When they represent individual clients, they don't charge their clients to represent them. They are funded by people, okay? So I can send a fax. You can support. You can support. What it says here is that the WHO is seeking $2.54 billion for emergency funds. Now, Trump cut all that mess off. At that time, if I remember right, we were supposed to be giving like about 40, I want to say $40 million annually to the WHO. And they didn't even bother to alert us that there was a so-called dangerous, you know, uh, virus out there. They withheld that information from us until it was essentially in our country. And we were their biggest funder. The U.S. was the biggest funder. That was why Trump was like, no, we're not sending you any more money until you investigate, until you tell us why you betrayed us that way. But no, Biden and them said Trump was deranged and he was wrong and blah, 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 and then took right over pushing 
that jab crap. Now, that's one thing I didn't agree with Trump on was pushing that jab crap. But um, he he didn't push it as far as making it mandatory. He did push to get it uh, made and released, but he did say that it was people's choices. So anyway, the WHO is seeking $2.54 billion for emergency funds. They're offering a $35 return on their investment. A $35 return on on an investment? This is an investment to them? That would be near, nearly $90 billion total. Of course, if you believe this, I can sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. That's what... <laughs> the, the person who wrote this article says. So they're saying don't even believe that. But it goes on to say a bill in Congress, H.R. 79, will pull the United States out of the WHO. I was so glad when Trump pulled us out, when he paused the money and he said, we're not giving you no more money until you basically get it together. This bill will pull us out of the WHO and cut off all its U.S. funding. Since funding bills originate in the House and with the upcoming budget deadline, we have an opportunity to derail the WHO. My funds have been funny. My funds have been tight. I haven't been able to support like I have, would like I used to, um, which was never a tremendous amount, but it was what I could do. But I am going to try, maybe next payday, to send something, even if it's $5, people, $5, $10, something. Because I want to see this H.R. 79 pass. I want to see this wicked agenda stopped. Like I said, if the people in these positions were righteous, godly men who were... Um, practicing their their craft and their skill, um, seeking the knowledge and the wisdom of God and they actually cared about people, that would be something else. That would be that would be another story. But that is not the time that we're living in. That is not what we are dealing with. And these people are coming up with more and more and more wicked things to harm people, to control people, to depopulate the earth thinking that God doesn't have a plan for the number of people that are being born. I mean, the world existed just fine before these so-called elites came along and decided that um, this is not good anymore, (laughs) that God's plan from the beginning was that man would be fruitful and multiply, and that's what mankind has done in spite of major tragedies, major other plagues that have happened in mankind's history, um, the human race still exists. It still exists. But now they think they need to change all that and control who's going to live, who's going to die. My, 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 my. People, if you can support, if you can send a fax, you can go on their website. You can find them at Liberty Council. Okay, Liberty Council Action, P.O. Box 540629, Orlando, Florida, 
They have a phone number, 407-875-1789. Send your faxes to stop who signed the petition, forward this message to friends. I'm going to at least sign the petition, and if I can, send something, $5, $10 to help. I hope and pray that you will do your part. I hope and pray that you will be prayerful, that you will be vigilant, that you will be seeking God for advice and direction for yourself. The Lord specifically told me and my family not to get jabbed. We did not get jabbed. Um, We were opposed to the mask and the mandates. We complied with that to a point because we were forced to. I'm not sure how I'm going to respond to it this time now that we've lived through the horror of it all, and it didn't even help. So I'm seeking the Lord about this new situation, and I'm praying that you will do the same. Until next time, God bless I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.